So we're going to do the Orachayim of The um, in Parshas Vayikra, it's in Pasuk Base, right? So the Pasuk says that Adam ki yakriv mikem karben Lashem. If Adam, if a person amongst you will, will, will offer a carbon, will offer a sacrifice to Hashem. So in the middle of the Orachayim HaKadosh, hopefully maybe we'll get to the, uh, to the beginning, but I want to start from the middle. The middle of the Orachayim HaKadosh, in the middle of the words where it says, of Medish Tan Chuma, the Orachayim HaKadosh says the following thing, in the name of the Medish. Zakti the Orachayim. Of Medish Tan Chuma Amru, Lama Amr Adam. Why does it say the word Adam? Which is Adam, right? Velomar Ish, and it doesn't say man. When it refers to the carbonus, when it refers to the sacrifices, the Torah specifically uses the word Adam instead of Ish, which means man instead of Ish. Yirtzolomar, what this means to say is, Ki Adam Ki Adam Harishon. What it means is like this the reason why I'm bringing a sacrifice, where a person brings a sacrifice, is because he is sinning like the first man is sinning. Right? So it means to draw an analogy that if a person will sin like the first man sinned, right? Adam ki yakriv mikem. If you will be like an Adam the same way that the first man sinned, you will sin. So what's the takana for that? What are you, how are you going to fix that? that? The first man, that he began to sin, yavi carbon, a person will bring a carbon, adkan. That's what the matter says. So the reason why the Torah specifically used the word Adam instead of the word Ish is because it wanted to reference, it wanted to make an allusion to the first man. Okay? Says the Orachayim. Hine, hine. The simple meaning of the Medrash is Ki Adam Arishan Shaykik Haya. The Medrash seems to imply that the first man was a Shaykik. His sin, the first sin, was an accident. It was accidental. Shari may be in carbon el al because you only bring a carbon, you only bring a sacrifice if a sin is bishoygeg, if it's only by accident. So since the medrash is referencing Adam Arishon to carbonus to this carbon, it must be that Adam Arishon's sin was accidental. And this is consistent with what I explained in Pashat Bereshit, Gimel, in chapter 3, she gave me. So by referencing Adam in this Medrash, in comparing him to us, the Medrash not only compares him to us regarding the Avera, but also the Medrash implies that Adam Arishon's Avera is the same as the one who's bringing the carbon, and that is, his Avera was Bishoygeg, his Avera was by accident. Says the Arachayim, and I explained this over there. So let's take a look in the Arachayim, how he explained it over there. So the Arachayim says, in chapter 3, Pasuk Yud Beis, Vayoymer HaOdam, had the, the man said to, the, uh, to Hashem in response to why he ate from the fruit of the tree, Ha'isha Hashem nasate imadi hi nasnalimin The woman that you gave with me, she gave me from the, from the wood, from the tree, 
and I ate. So on that, the Orachayim says like this. Torah Ladas. We have to understand. What is Adam Marishon's answer by saying that it was the woman that you gave me? Even the lightest of the light, meaning even the lowest of the low, doesn't talk like this. And certainly in response to the Rebbe right? The way that the Torah records the response of Adam Arishon to the Rebbe Shalom, it seems like it's very crass that he says, it's the woman that you gave me, it's her fault. That's how you respond. Right, that's the Orachim, that's Orachim's question. Void, Amram and Ait, and also the fact that he says from the tree, Shiloh Yitzurk Loi Me'elehi Nosnali. All other Marishan had to say was she gave me. Voichel and Ait, who move in Adamashala Eitam Musker Hu Amroi, Hu Aimer, and I would have understood that we're talking about the tree. What else are we talking about if not the tree? So why does the Pesach have to say that? You gave me from the from the tree. She gave me min ha'eit from the tree. The Chava also said in her answer. In the next pasuk, Hanachash hishiani vaoichel bulotzucholaim min ha'eit. And she doesn't say she says I ate, and everybody knows what she ate, and she didn't have to say I ate from the tree. What does the Marishan have to add and say I ate from the tree? Venira, it appears to me, says the Orachim Shikavonis Adam, he shall yada dabar ki ima isha yaviya lefanav. That the Adam Arisha's intention is to say to the Rabbana Shalom like this. I didn't know. She just put it in front of me. Hamizum and Voichel, she made me food and I ate it. Veinu chayim lishalal ma hamuva lefanav. He doesn't have to ask her which store did you buy it on, what heksha is on it. Right? Right? The whole the whole land, the whole Ghanaian was in front of him for him to eat. He has to ask her where she got it from. And therefore he said to her, quote, Asher Imadi, that you have given me this woman, unquote, with me. what what do you mean by that? That you gave me this woman with me? Hashem never told him that he has to seek and check after her. To know what she, what, what, what's going on in the kitchen, what she's putting in front of him. Because this shirach was provided by Hashem himself. To help him, to make him better. And Adam Arishan assumed that nothing bad comes from heaven. He doesn't have to check after her. Right? He doesn't have to go take the shachin, check her family, see where she went to school, whether she did drugs. He didn't have to Google her, right? This was the shirach min hashamayim. What could be wrong? You gave me the shirach, he said, the other said. I trust you. I didn't figure that I have to check her out. And the Chacham themselves say this in Kiddushin 76. Somebody is working on the Mizbeach on the altar, you don't check after them. 
Harim the Kol Shuchzik the Mokum Kodesh, because in Halacha anybody who is assumed to be Kodesh, Cheskes Kashus Shleim Olav, then he has the Chazaka, he has the assumption, the status of being Kosher. Or Mekol Shekein Ishek Gedoy Lekazu, certainly a woman like this, Asher Boro Lo Hashem Leizer, that Hashem has has uh, created her for an Azer for help. He doesn't have to check after what she's placing in front of him. That was his taina. Yeah? And therefore, that's why he said, That's why he said, from the tree. Tirish, the tour began from the tree that's planted in the garden. The whole garden was filled with plantings of Hashem in the tree, of with trees. And that's why he said from the tree, He was not talking about the tree that Hashem prohibited when he said that I ate from the tree. He said I ate from one of the trees in the garden. He wasn't talking about the tree, the 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 He was talking about one of the trees that Hashem planted. That's what he means when I ate. That's his excuse. It's first of all, it's the woman that you gave me, and second of all, I ate from one of the trees. Why well, am I going to assume that she took Dafka from the tree you offered? When Hashem responded to him, that you ate from the Eitadas, it doesn't really mean that he knew that, it, that, that the fruit was from the tree. That she brought him, and therefore he ate it. He only knew post facto. He only knew after he ate from the tree that he was from the tree that he was eating. It's only because of his sensitivity, of his able to feel the difference in his spirituality, that he was able to recognize in the aftermath of eating from the tree that he knew that it was the Eitadas. However, at the time of the Misa, he didn't know anything and he didn't ask her because he believed in her, he trusted her. Because Hashem gave her to him. That's what he meant by the woman that you gave me. Now we skip the next little paragraph and we continue the same Orachayim. From the words Umiyata, and he says, Umiyata, and now, therefore, from this perspective, we can, we can assume, and we can postulate, we can opine, that he didn't do it with, on purpose, with malicious intent. When Hashem came to him and he said, Don't eat from the Eitadas, he didn't say, I'm going to eat from it anyway. He wasn't being mischievous we can conclude that it was an accident. Good. He should have been, re- he's responsible because the shaykh is responsible. That's why he's bringing carbon. That's why a shaykh goes to Gullah. That's why he goes to exile. He's responsible. But he didn't do it with intent. With the direct purpose of transgressing God's word. It was an accident. And the Orchai wants to take it even further. The Asher. It's possible. She didn't Perhaps maybe even it's not even an accident. It's an oinus. Perhaps maybe even it's a lower level of responsibility where one is not held accountable at all. 
כי לא היה לו מקום לא ימודוי, היה לכל עשי סלייב לבעל תכתה. What's Hashem's response to this taina? What can Hashem say to him? Where can you find the culpability that Adam Arishon has? You should have paid attention. You should have asked her. What do you say to him? What did he do wrong? She also told that you can't eat from the tree of death. Yes. Now, but she has, he has a different question with her, how she got into that. Right? But by him, this is the whole question. She gave him and he ate it. What do you want from him? What should he have done? So therefore, says the Arachayim, he's for sure a shaykh and maybe even an artist. Okay, maybe he should have uh, um, educated her. Maybe he should have, but Archai talks about that also, the language that he used with her. How he communicated with her. But that was his fault. Perhaps maybe because of that he should have been wary of what the, the, the ramifications of it were when he described to her the problem. But the actual situation that he was in, there's no, there's no, there's no accountability. No necessity for accountability. He did everything correctly. Why should he not trust her? Right? You hear? He didn't suspect that she's going to give him something prohibited to eat. Because she was given to him from the God. And you'll find that I'm right, says Arachayim. Because what's the punishment? He himself does not receive a punishment in terms of the curses. The punishment that he receives is the land gets punished instead of this. Right? As it says later on in the Pasuk. What's going to be because you did that? Because of you, the land will be cursed. The snake loses uh, his, his hands and his feet or whatever. Right? The woman has labor problems, children bearing problems. It's in the body itself that there is a punishment. By the person, nothing. It's only the land. Why, says the Orachayim? Because he's the less culpable of all. That's why. Ha'emes, the truth is, continues the Orachayim, ki shigiono hu shulonishman bitiburoi lechava. His problem was, like, like Adam is saying, his problem was that he wasn't careful in the way he spoke to Chava. His problem was, which is not for now for us to study, because we can go into this whole thing uh, for a long period of time, but he, when he mentioned to her that you're not allowed to eat from the tree, he only mentioned the fruit, and he didn't mention the tree itself, which led her to believe, when she said to the snake, from this came the sin. The Orachayim wants to say that she thought that the tree, the, 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 the tree itself had the same taste as the fruit. 
and she thought that only the fruit is prohibited, not the tree. So she tasted the tree, and that led her to taste the fruit. And because other Marishon spoke to her and only told her that the fruit is prohibited from this, she made the conclusion he wasn't careful. But in the actual situation itself, he didn't do anything wrong. So this is what the Orachayim is referring to by us in our parsha when he says that Adam Arishon's Abeira, his sin was an accident. And that's why his sin is compared to somebody who brings a coffin. And that's why he says in the parsha, Adam ki mikem. It will be an Adam, a man by you, that will bring a coffin the same way that Adam Arishon sinned, you sinned. Yeah? That's what he says. So now, continues the Orachayim in Vayikra, Further, and he says like this. The Kavonis HaMedrish, the intention of the Medrish is, He kibor Hashem lisnagim b'nei Yisrael. Hashem is coming to deal with the Jewish people. Mashinoi came in Adam HaRishon. When he didn't deal with the, with the first man. Ki Adam HaRishon chata v'niknes of misa. The first man sinned, and what happened? He had to suffer the penalty of death. And to him, it didn't help to bring the carbon. But for the Jewish people, it does. Okay, says the Orachayim. If that's the case, if the sin of the Jewish people is the same as the Avera of the first man, so why did the Rabbani Shalom in Parsha give us an out? Why did he give us the, the possibility to bring a carbon, but by other Marishan, he didn't give him the possibility to bring a carbon? Why not? If it's the same Avera, give him the possibility to bring a carbon to forgiveness. And don't give him a sentence of death. You hear what he's asking? That makes sense? So he says like this. Listen to this. So therefore, the Medrash says, the Medrash says, the Medrash says that the first man began to sin. With that, the marriage is giving us a reason why the first man is not like us. Because because the first man is the first one to do the Avera, the first one to sin. There is no facet of evil that precedes other Marishan's actions. Nothing comes before him that's bad. He is the progenitor. He is the, uh, the originator of that which is bad. His chilach says the man, she began to sin. Right? Which is not the case of his progeny. Right? Already he's in their nishamas. Already in their souls. There is a facet of sin. Already precedes them. The proclivity for Averis. Yeah? Vizelacha Osabrit. And here is the sign. I'll bring you a proof to this, says Orachayim. What's the proof? Habris Asher Oro Bisoro. The circumcision is the proof to this. Because a person has foreskin and they have to cut that off. That's a sign that there is a Bechina Tara. That there's in their soul, there's a facet of sin from the first man. You don't find that by the first man, that there was such a thing. That there had to be a bris. 
Why not? Because there doesn't have to be. He doesn't need to cut anything off. He was perfect the way that he was created by Hashem. Yeah. So this is the reason now. So therefore, since we have already in us the proclivity, spiritual proclivity for Averos, Therefore, Hashem gives us the possibility to escape. What's the possibility to escape? We can bring carbonus. We can bring sacrifices. The first man who didn't have that, there's no possibility for escape. Therefore, he cannot bring carbonus. Therefore, he has to suffer the penalty of death as a result of his actions. Yeah? Comment? No. Dan? I was just trying to think. Was Adam supposed to be sentenced to death? Yeah, he was. He was supposed to live forever and he didn't. He only lived till 930. Yeah, it's a long time. It's a long time, but still, that's a separate issue, a long time. Shorter than forever. Anything shorter than forever is not that long, right? So, well, the Derek there, the Rabban discusses why he lived for such a long time. The fact that he was created by Hashem uh, gave him the physical capacity to propel him to a very old age, even though uh, he had to suffer this, uh, this, this, pun- this penalty, this punishment of death. Because in the bottom line is he was never born from a woman, and he was he was is a creation of the handiwork of God Himself. So therefore, he had the possibility to live such a long time. That's the Ramban explains in Bereshit over there. Yeah, I mean that's what you have to say according to Rechaim. With this. Uh, approach to the psukim, I have a way to answer a question that I've had. Right. That Hashem decreed death upon the first man. And Hashem did not give him what he usually gives everybody, as it says in E of 33:29. Take a look in the Gemara Yuma 86b. Three chances. Hashem gives three strikes, and then you're out. But by other Marishan, it's not the case. So what's the reason for that? Because there is a correct reason for this. The day that Hashem created man, He decided to create him from the facet of good, without any sediments, without any blemishes, without any detractions. He was perfect. Which is a distraction, a blemish would be, a facet of evil that would veer him to evil. And 
l'chol nefesh ish Yisrael benashoi. And because of this sin, he brought upon himself a facet of evil that became a, a piece or became a part, a, a, a blemish in every, every soul that followed afterwards. Right? L'chol nefesh ish Yisrael benashoi v'uchoi v'nishmosoi. In his soul, in his spirit, and his uh, neshama. Gam bikufoi, and also that spreads to the body. Oral lays, he is, so to speak, a stuffed up heart, but oral bosser, and he has foreskin on his body. That is a direct result. It's a physical manifestation of the fact that every human being in the, uh, uh, the offspring of other Mauritian is not perfect. It has this, what he calls the bechinas uh, hara. It has this facet of evil. Litzad. And so, and therefore, says the Arachayim, Im yechte ish Yisrael, yavolo hei pa'amim sholosh, Hashem pa'amim sholosh, therefore Hashem gives three chances to every person. Because he's responsible, because he's, respons- he's not as culpable, because he's more uh, um, apt to, to do this Avera. Litzad chelek ha'ra ha'tovet boy, ra. Because of the part of, of evil that is attached to him, this evil. As soon as he is removed from the womb of his mother. And when he overcomes his facet, right? I'm sorry, and this, I'm sorry, this facet overcomes him to make him sin, even on purpose, even without paying attention. And therefore, the Torah says in this week's Pasha that the carbon helps when we, when, we, when we perform something by accident. Which is not the case by the first man. Even though his sin was an accident, like we explained at length just now. Hashem judged him righteously. Hashem would not forgive him one sin. Even if it's an accident, the sacrifice will not help for his accident. That's what they are. That's why he's so strict. Hashem is so strict in judgment with other Marishon and not with us. That's why we have the possibility to keep going to bring carbonus. And I think that the, uh, you hear what we're saying? There's an elephant that's growing in this room, and the more we develop this topic. The more we develop this topic, the elephant that grows in this room is the mashor and brachos on page 32a. There's a Gemara that supports the Arachayim HaKadosh. And the Gemara says like this, Amar Rabbi Chama Bar Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina said, If it would not be for these three psukim, The Jewish people's feet would not be able to hold. Rashi says, what does it mean they would not be able to hold? Says Rashi, We would not be able to stand in judgment. Now we have an argument against Hashem. He caused us to sin. Why? Shebara Yetahara, because Hashem created the Yetahara. Because we have the Yetahara, we can claim in judgment that it's not our fault. See, other Marishon doesn't have that claim in court. 
He can't say, I didn't have a Yetzirah. I had a Yetzirah. Because you didn't have a Yetzirah. I created you perfect. You were perfect. But everybody subsequent comes and says, I have a, I have a Yetzirah. Therefore, the, 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 the judgment is mitigated already. Hashem says, okay, bring Karbonus. You hear? But the elephant in the room is still that if that's the case, we got the Mashor's Kasha on this whole concept that we're bringing up here, and that is, like it says the Mashor, first he explains this, and he says, Vumavur. Well, no, he asks the question. He says, Vumavur, the Vada ain't the Taina Amitis, the Mishpat. Says the Mashor, this is not a true argument. Right? Because if we can claim this, why don't we just claim it all the way? Let's just go all the way. If we're not responsible, then why are we bringing the carbon in the first place? Forget the carbon. If we're not responsible, it's something else that's drawing us to sin, then, 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 then what part of us is involved in the whole situation? And therefore, we should be absolved from all culpability for anything that we do because we have a Yetzirah. That's the Mashor's Kasha, yeah. So the Mashor says, it's, so therefore the Mashor has to say that this is not really a taina. This is not really a true claim. Why not? Because a person has free will. We know that a person has free will. The commotion Nema, as it says in Kiddushim 30b, Barasi Yitzhahara, Barasi Tara Tavlin. I created Yitzhahara but I gave you a way out from the Yitzhahara. That's Torah. It's not that you have a Yitzhahara now and now you cannot do anything. You have an evil inclination, you can't save yourself. You have something which you can escape. And that's Torah. She, right? So, and the Gemara, and it has to be that that's the way it works because the Gemara says, as we mentioned many times before, in, in, in Nida 16b, Brochus, 33a, if I'm not mistaken, and Megillah 25a, and the Rambam passing this in the Elkos Shuva, chapter 5. Everybody has free will. There's Bechira. I said, how do you have Bechira? How do you have free will if you have a Yitzhahara? Answer is, you have Torah, like the Gemara in Kedushan 30b. Right? Shehilo King, who tried to because if that's not the case, then we might as well subscribe to the school of thought that there is no free will, and whatever we do, we're not wholly responsible. The And if that's the case, then there is no reward and punishment either, says the Mashor. So then if, so, okay, so if that's the case, then what are we talking about here from the beginning, right? So the Mashor says, okay, if that's the case, so then what does it mean that we're, we're not culpable? Why are we allowed, why do we bring a carbon? And what is the Gemara saying that the Jewish people can defend themselves in judgment by saying that we have a Yitzhahara, either yeah or no? Right? So therefore, says the Mashor, our Kudel is Akoso, in order to give schus to a person, to give merit, Nitna HaBechira, Hashem gave uh, free will of them, that he should be able to save the Yetzirah, the Yomadin, and be saved for the day of judgment. And the this is what the Gemara means to say. The Yeshvanu Pitzchon Peh, we have a little bit to be able to literally open up our mouth 
V'tayna ktsat, b'mishpat, we have a little bit of a tayna. In other words, we have mitigating circumstances. You know how you go to court and you say, well, it's the first fellow's first uh, offense. What other, what, what else do you have? You say, it's the first offense. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, he's young. He didn't mean to do it, right? All of these things don't take away culpability, but they're mitigating circumstances that mitigate the, the, the punishment. So this, this, therefore, therefore we have a little bit of a tanya that we have a yitzharah that causes us to sin. Afterwards, we should be uh, achieve merit. After we get punished for our sins, after we are incarcerated, we shouldn't be banished away forever. Right. That's what, that's what the Mashua says. Very interesting. Okay, so basically, and the bottom line is, what's the Orachayim HaKadosh saying? The Orachayim HaKadosh is saying like this. Look, the Orachayim, that we are, that we bring carbonus because there is an aspect, a small aspect, according to Mashua, that's within our beings, that the fact that we uh, do our errors, it's not our fault, because it's the Yitzhahara doesn't mean we're not culpable. That's why we have to bring a carbon. But other Marishon, the first man who, the first man who didn't have this, he didn't have a facet of Ra. He didn't have a facet of, uh, of, uh, of evil within himself that caused him to sin. He started to sin. Therefore, he's held completely responsible and completely accountable for his Avera, for meeting from the Yitzhadas, even though he ate by accident. And therefore, there's no possibility to fix himself by bringing a carbon. Should I have any questions or anything? Okay. So how do we, so, yeah. so even though in our, our situation, we're more, um, we have more, I guess, spiritual uh, tendency to sin because we're farther away from Bantamay uh, Dish, we're farther into Gullah, and yet the Korban is less strong, right, from my perspective, than it was than seeing an animal being, you know, burnt up and, and so so the the actual strength of the quorum compared to the, the strength of my tendency to sin is as we go along it sort of lengthens out and, and so if, if we're if we're kind of saying look we have the quorum to, to make up for this really the quorum is just so that I, I understand that I should I should be the one out there being being skinned and being the, right, the, the concept. He's saying that the, the, the Rambam uh, says that the concept is, is that we should see the animal being in our stead. Yeah. The animal being in our stead is that uh, the same way that the car- we should be burnt. Right. So the way that the carbon is being burnt. I can't right? see the carbon, and yet I still have the added thing, which is I'm more likely to sin uh, because I'm farther away. Uh, into Gullah. Uh, there's more, there's more spiritual tendency right. in, into me than it was five generations ago or ten generations ago. Right? What the, the Ramban offers many different explanations for the Kabbalah. It's a whole different topic in the Rishonim, the Ramban, the Rambam, what the reason for the Karbanas is. Right? The Ramban offers a, 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 a Kabbalah uh, reason, sort of like 
that we're offering a carbon to the Midas Adin, type of thing, right? And the Agarita, one of the one of the reasons that's given is because of uh, that we should look at the carbons being in our stead, right? But that has nothing to do with this discussion necessarily. We could just simply say that because we are in a weakened, weaker state, since our spiritual constitution is not as strong as other Marishans, the fact that we sin, the Rabbani Shalom gives us the possibility for tshuva. He gives us the ability to do tshuva. It's a, ches, it's a chesed. If we take a look, we spoke about this many times, the Mi'iri and his Chibra tshuva, uh, and the uh, Rabbeinu Yonah at the beginning of Shari tshuva. They all say, that, uh, that uh, or, or intimate, or hint to, the fact that because Hashem knows that we have a Yetzirah, like we say every single day in Davening, He knows our Yetzirah. He knows we have Yetzirah, therefore He gives us the possibility to fix it. He always gives us a back door out. He gives us a, a way out. What is that? That's a tshuva. That's karbonus. Which is not like by other Marishan. There is no way out. It's a very simple thing. It's like my father said to me yesterday, whenever you're, whenever you're bringing up children, right, and you, you want to teach them something, never, never put them in a corner where they have no way out. Always give them a way to fix whatever issue they've, they've made. Give them a way out. Because if you don't give them a way out, you don't know, that, that might hurt them. It might destroy them. And so the Rabbani Shalom is, so to speak, kivayochul obligated. It's incumbent upon us to give us a way out because he, so to speak, created the problem, right? And therefore, like the Masho explains, there's a little bit of a taina. And because there's a little bit of a taina, we have the possibility to correct our ways by bringing karbonus. We have the possibility of correcting our ways by doing tshuva. According to the Orachayim, that's not the case. That's not the case with other Marishan. That's all. Yeah? I find Greater the man, the greater the authority. That's when the gates were on Marishan. Right, right. So the Gemara, that's the Gemara in So what his Yetzirah was is another topic that we have to already discuss what his Yetzirah was. You know, how did he come to connect this topic with Shreya?